Welcome to Bible Studies for Life for Adults. I'm Lynn Pryor, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Johnson. And Chris, it's good to see you again today. How's your week been so far this week? Lynn, it's been a great week. Beautiful sunshine. Uh, life is good. Now, I know you have a granddaughter that you've been keeping this week. Is she still with you? No, she just hangs out with us, uh, kind of hit and miss once what's twice a week so um, hazel is her name and so when she's here it's all about her you know uh i still work but uh <laughs> i give a lot of time and attention to hazel so well it's good fun. well good and hazel's not with us today but Amber Vaden is. Amber is our, <laughs> she is our content editor for the Daily Discipleship Guide. And Amber, thanks for joining us for this podcast. Yes, thank you for uh, having me. I'm sorry I'm not Hazel because well, that, that would be a bonus. Well, and you know, it's, it's always good to just to have somebody give you their undivided attention. <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh, in a study called uh, All In. We're, we're focusing on what it means to be a follower of Jesus, to be committed to following him and uh, committed. Today, we're going to talk about being committed to his word. Uh, our, our writer for this series is Matt Carter. And, and Matt mentioned um, in, the, in the intro that uh, there was a time not too long ago when uh, there was a need for teachers so that there, was, there were emergency teaching certificates where underqualified teachers came to teach in the public schools. And so uh, uh, there were uh, sometimes a sense of tension because sometimes uh, people in classrooms, students in classrooms, knew more about the subject matter than <laughs> than the uh, person that was teaching the class. They were they were just kind of kind of filling in. Uh, right. But we are in a season where subject matter experts are everywhere hmm. uh, on on the internet. Uh, I was thinking that you know. Uh, We've discovered uh, the Food Network uh, app, and so all of a sudden, there's all of these uh, apps and recipes for different types of food, and there are multiple types of uh, recipes for. Uh, we, we were we were looking for glorious morning muffins, so we we've, we've seen about eight or ten different variations of that, where subject matter experts offer these things to us, and it's it's great resource. You guys had any of those experiences? Yeah, so I think there, there's just no shortage of content available to us in any number of outlets. <laughs> so podcasts, news reports, books, all of these now are even available, you know, on our phones or our tablets. So we don't even have to go places to, um, to access that any number of uh, resources that would would teach us things and, and tell us how to do things so it's it feels like it's like it can almost be overwhelming i'm i'm a um as i look at things i'll save an article to read later and you know just full disclosure i almost never go back and read them because there's so many i mean it's it's how do you how do you uh how do you make time it's just so many things to to give your attention to in a, in a single day so how do you do that so have you recently um, used a, some type of streaming device or um, for uh, to teach you how to do something like a YouTube video or something like that? Yeah. Well, so what I have noticed, um, you know, we back a few months ago, every everything in our uh, communities changed because of coronavirus and 
one thing in, in my neighborhood that changed is that our gym closed. Uh, and so you couldn't, you couldn't obviously go to a gym. That was not, uh, not a safe thing to do at the time. And so, um, so I got this um, notification that the gym was closed, but I could stream. They, they did these workouts. I could stream the workout to my Facebook um, and do a workout at home because we, we couldn't, you know, go into the physical location of the gym. And so yeah, there's there there's no um, you don't have to look far to find um, resources that teach you how to do things or show you how or or come alongside you as you learn new things. That's now, true, Amber. But I have discovered not every resource out there is the best one to listen to. That's, really? what I, that's what I love about YouTube. It doesn't matter what you're wanting to do. There's some guy out there who's made a video about it. And so uh, you both know I do a lot of uh, on Saturdays. I like to do some woodworking. So uh, I've done my share of watching videos over time, and I think I'm pretty good at what I do. So every once in a while, I'll get on a video that I want about something I want to see, but because of some of the other things he says, things I know about, I realize this guy really doesn't know what he's talking about, <laughs> and so uh, I just kind of shut it off at that point. But to use this as a segue, we're talking about being committed to God's word. And so even though there's a plethora of sites out there you can go to for advice, for guidance, not all of them are good to go to. Yet we, we want to see in this passage as we get into Psalm 119 is God's word is always a trustworthy place to go. Uh, I mean, that's, a, that's really the whole point of our Bible study is to see trustworthy guidance for my life and for all of life is found in God's word. And so I mentioned we're going to be in Psalm 119. Uh, let me just read the first verse here. How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to the Lord's instructions. Wow. Yep. Thank you for, uh, for reading that. So I think one key word in this, in this verse that, um, needs a little bit of attention is the word happy. Yes. So we know that, uh, you know, it says happy is the person. Um, we know, so this word means many things to us today. Lots of things make me happy. Um, but the original Hebrew term carried the idea of being fully satisfied. So um, even though the, the CSB uses the word happy, uh, we would, we would do well to really understand and kind of dig into that word a little to see that it means the idea of being fully satisfied. So uh, Jesus, he used a similar word in the Beatitudes when he said, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn. Um, so when the psalmist wrote, how happy are those whose way is blameless, he was really making the point that the person who um, is blameless, who is walking according to God's word, they will find the highest satisfaction and, and ultimately um, happiness. And I, I guess I would almost say the good life uh that's that's the that sure. is the uh way to find that but uh and a lot of the translations just they even skip the word happy and they go to the church well, i'm gonna call it the churchy word the word blessed as mm -hmm. G as we typically see in the beatitudes blessed are the poor in spirit blessed are the meek and uh, amber you did point out that the word jesus used the greek word is uh mercurios, 
It means happy. And we don't like that. And I've heard people react to that because, no, uh, happiness means it's, uh, uh, it's based on your circumstances. It's happenstance. Whereas being blessed and joy, it comes from something deeper that's not swayed by circumstances. Yeah, and I would agree. But I think what Jesus did, and I think even the psalmist does, is we use the word happy in one way. Jesus is going to totally redefine that. You really want to be happy? This is what you do. And I think that's what David doing is happy, as you said, the, the, uh, the Hebrew, that, that wholeness, that, that completeness. That's really what happiness is. Yeah. It might be interesting in our groups to talk about the word, uh, how the word blessed is used in, in our culture today. There's, uh, I, I hear it a lot on uh, recordings, people saying, have a blessed day. Um, uh, you know, if you're from the South, you've heard people say, bless his heart. and <laughs> has, has a variety of meanings, doesn't it? It does. And of course, over a meal, we have a blessing. That's right. right. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of ways. And what our focus is on this is, as we talk about what that means, uh, the word happy means, keep in mind where the focus of David's taking us is the one who walk according to the Lord's instructions. You're wanting to find happiness. God's word will guide you uh, into that path of wholeness. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you read that and said that, Lynn. Uh, one of the questions that, that we have in the senior adult uh, resources, uh, how has God's word provided guidance for you in your life? And uh, it would give people an opportunity to talk about their experience with God's word and how it had been that that. Uh, that source of guidance in their lives in, in uh, specific moments of their lives. Sure. Well, uh, David's going to take us now into verse 5, uh, verses 5 through 8, where we're going to talk about that God's Word leads us to live unashamed. So we focus on happiness by living by God's instruction. Now we're going to see this word unashamed. Uh, let me just read verses 5 and 6. If only my ways were committed to keeping your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I think about all your commands. I love the uh, idea of living unashamed. Uh, shame is one of those words. Um, it's really complicated in our culture, don't you think? Yes. Sure. Yeah. I know Matt Carter deals with that some. Uh, he, he makes the distinction between shame and conviction. Right. Uh, in, 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 in his commentary on this passage. And it, it caused me to re re reflect on a conversation I had. I was doing some premarital counseling a few years back. And uh, it, this, this, this couple at the time um, had, had been living together and uh, they, they realized that they needed to get married for a lot of different reasons. But one of the things that, that a, a part of the conversation was, you know, we, we, we haven't done this out of a sense of shame, but we have done this because we've, we've looked at God's word and we've, we've asked God and we have a sense of conviction that this is what we should do to be obedient, uh, to follow Christ. We need to get married. So it was interesting. Interesting in that conversation to hear someone say, we weren't shamed into this. We, we just sensed that God was showing us that what we needed to do was to do this. So it was interesting for me to uh, 
to look at this passage in light of that conversation. And Matt Carter, in his writing here, he, he makes this uh, real simple distinction. The shame, uh, Satan uses shame as a way to pull us away from God. God uses conviction in order to bring us back to him. So while we're doing Matt Carter quotes, one of the things that he said was the greatest whip weapon against Satan's plan to get us to sin uh, and to bury us in shame, the greatest weapon we have available to us is obedience to God's word. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a great reminder. Yeah, right. I have that underlined in my uh, study as I was preparing. I thought that is, that is uh, powerful. And just such a clear explanation, I think it's really helpful because we're going to sin. We will. Uh, but to understand that we are not um, uh, without some tools to really try not to sin. <laughs> and one of those is God's word and our willingness to obey it. And Amber, that is an excellent segue to the next verses. Verse nine. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Um, so I don't think I've shared this with you all before, but uh, that Psalm 119.11 was the very first memory verse I ever learned from Me you. too. It was the same for me. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who ever just says, I guess John 3.16 was your first memory verse, I can easily say you know it wasn't (laughs) so uh yeah so i learned that at a vacation bible school a long long time ago um so it's that's a special verse to me uh so this is a good one it just reminds us of um the treasure that god's word is uh he said i have treasured your word in my heart uh so in the uh, Bible study, it talks about uh, the Hebrew word for treasured. It carries the idea of something that has great value that's been hidden away or hoarded. Uh, it's a picture of buried treasure. And I think that's just such a neat image to think about God's word that way. That it, well, is. Is, it is of such value that it should be uh, protected, kept, um, treasured uh it is it is our treasure one of the questions uh that i I noticed as i was uh, looking at uh questions for this study was to ask the people in their group uh how has treasuring god's word resulted in change in your life so it my hope is that the questions will will be teaching opportunities that will give people a chance to talk about their experiences with god's word um how how it God's word has kept them from sin. That's great. Yeah. All right. So there's our emphasis there that God's word gives trustworthy guidance for all of life. It keeps us from sin. It guides us. It's the source of true happiness, that that sense of wholeness and completeness. And uh, that's why we need to be committed to God's word. Thanks, Lynn. And this is why we do this podcast, and this is why you listen to it, is because you have made a commitment to knowing God's Word, and many of you teach God's Word, and know the value of God's Word. So when, when Amber was describing the God's Word as a, as a treasure or something that we, uh, I think most of, most of the 
people who are listening to this podcast have that deep appreciation uh, for the value of God's word. And so we, we want to thank you for that commitment and hope that we hope that this podcast will um, always help you to go deeper and have a, a different, better understanding of God's word and how to apply God's word in your life. So thank you for listening. We do want to take a moment for those of you who are leaders to share with you some things about um, our work with Bible studies for life and some of the tools that are available. And I think Amber's going to give us a teaching tip as well. Right. So Amber, let's talk about uh, the resource that you work on, which is the daily discipleship guide. Um, what I like is it's one book. It's got, it's kind of three, <laughs> it's got a bunch of pieces in it. Uh, one is the on uh, the, the Bible study time. And you follow that with the, the daily discipleship, the devotions, which is what makes it unique. But then there is the part afterwards, which is the leader guide. Uh, I love the leader guide that the helps for the leader that you place in there. Yeah, it's super valuable. It's at the end of the book. It is a step-by-step teaching plan um, of really how to, just from beginning to end, how to lead your group time, what questions to ask. Um, it gives a little summary of kind of the main points of each uh, section of scripture that we study. Um, it throws in some uh, little bonus teaching ideas. Um, it is just super simple. <laughs> it's meant to be simple. So if you if you're brand new to leading a group, it should be. Um, uh, it's it's not difficult to understand. If you're a seasoned veteran, it will it should make your prep even easier. <laughs> so yeah, it's meant meant to be helpful. Amber, you've been a part of uh, the same church for a long time and, and teach uh, some of this some of this content uh, to, a, to a, in a small group. Uh, it's inter- always interesting for me to have a chance to talk with you about your experiences uh, leading a group using, using your own material to see if it works or not. <laughs> yeah, it, that's a fun part. It's a fun part of what we get to do is seeing it in action. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. cool. Well, what I love about those teaching plans too is it's in the it's in the book everybody has in their hands, but there's the potential actually to train a potential teacher. Uh, I mean, they can see they can see the plan you follow right in the back of the book, and that's not a bad thing. Uh, so I just think that's a great resource uh, to consider. And so if you're using a personal study guide now and you love it. Right, don't change. But I do want you to just think about it. Your group may be one that would like to consider. We want to do some daily devotions after the Bible study. What Amber Vaden provides us in the Daily Discipleship Guide is a great, great resource. So Amber, also, why don't you take a moment and just share a teaching tip with us? Okay, so this teaching idea comes from the teaching plan that's in the back of the book, and it's uh, meant to be done really kind of toward the beginning of your session as your people gather and then you begin your begin your time. Um, but before before they come, so a few days before you, your group is to meet, um, send out however you connect with your group. Uh, send out a text or an email or however however you do that uh, and invite them to come ready to prepare a, a scripture verse that's been meaningful to them. It will be voluntary. Put that in there because some people 
just might not be in their comfort zone. So, so they may not come that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Let them know it's voluntary. <laughs> uh, but invite them to come. And then, so at the beginning of the lesson, you know, open up the time and, and, and say, uh, if you came prepared to share a specific Bible verse that has been meaningful to you, now's your time to share it. And, and they may just share the verse and not talk, or they might uh, share a bit about what led them to that verse. And it's just, uh, it's an opportunity um, to build some relationships in your group. Uh, it's an opportunity for um, some of your um, ones who are willing to talk. Uh, it's an opportunity for them to, to really express a little bit of a testimony to the Lord. It's good practice for them. Uh, and then for the ones who really would just prefer to listen, and that's fine because there will be some of those, uh, it still is valuable because they're hearing they're hearing how God is working in your group. It really, it makes your group closer, I think, and, um, and it just allows us to be the church uh, in real life. Thanks for that tip, Amber. I appreciate the fact that you've given us some kind of, hands-on opportunities to see what would help you this week in uh, uh, in your teaching tips. So thanks for doing that. Again, we want to thank all of you for listening to uh, Bible Studies for Life Adult podcast. We hope this has been beneficial for you, and we look forward to you being with us next week. 